You're listening to the Grace Sermon Podcast with messages from Pastor Chris Twightman and the community at Grace Lutheran Church, Huntington Beach. We're a family church that exists to engage life together and impact our neighborhoods as disciples of Jesus. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us online at gracehb.org. Now, stay tuned for today's message. Even though we're physically separated, we are still united in Christ. This is a reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have before us an image that is vividly painted by all four Gospels. If we've grown up in this faith for any stretch of time, this scene is one we can picture in our minds, isn't it? Jesus arrives at the highest point on the Mount of Olives, descending into the holy city of David, before a crowd who are intent on giving him a regal welcome. As the masses spread out their cloaks on the road before him, Jesus is literally given the red carpet treatment. Many of those following him had cut palm branches on their way through Jericho. Jericho was known as the city of palms because of the date palms that grew so well in the salty soil of the Dead Sea region. Over the last century and a half, since the time of what was known as the Maccabean Revolt, by the time of Jesus, the palm branch had become an emblem of Israel's pride and longing for liberation and self-rule. Understand, this is a victory parade. This is the heralding of a king but this is also a picture of contrasts. Jesus, for his part, does not come seeking a crown. He does not sit on a throne elevated in the saddle of some white charger. No, Jesus awkwardly clip-clops his way into town on a female donkey with a tethered colt by her side, hardly a display of might and power. And this was not some random act or public relations faux pas on Jesus's part. No, anticipating this moment, Jesus made arrangements for this particular escort. Fulfilling an ancient word from the prophet Zechariah, Jesus is making a point. As the proclaimed Messiah, Jesus comes not with the pomp and circumstance of a king. Riding on a beast of burden down the steep road that leads to Jerusalem, Jesus comes offering himself as a humble servant. But this is seemingly lost on the crowd, and they just proceed with their royal welcome. Surging forward as Jesus passes by, they cry out, Hosanna! 
a word that literally means save us. These people are looking for a cure to end their troubles. They've been waiting for the news of their freedom from exile, from their shelter in place, their isolation within their own homeland, thanks to the occupation of the Roman Empire. Victory, deliverance, this is what the people anticipate. A conqueror, a liberator, this is who the people are looking for. And no doubt, as we face the crisis of this moment, the ongoing global pandemic known as COVID-19, for which there appears to be no hard and fast end date in sight, perhaps we can relate to this crowd. I mean, isn't a cure what we're longing for too? Aren't we waiting for the world, the word when this will all be over? Haven't we been anticipating, hearing finally the word of our deliverance? I mean, where once there used to be a bit of play acting on Palm Sunday, right? As we would shout, Hosanna, and wave palm branches in the Sunday service. Now, the cry of, save us, Lord, has become raw and real. Something we're not just shouting, but prayerfully whispering as yet another day in government-mandated quarantine rises and falls. By the end of this week, the people in this crowd, people like us, will get everything they've been hoping for. They'll get all they've ever wanted. Salvation, freedom, victory, redemption, all of it. More than they could have ever imagined or dreamt of. But the thing is, none of it will arrive the way they expected. What's about to happen is so surprising, so shocking, most people will miss it when it comes. Many won't believe it when it happens. Some will dismiss it altogether because it didn't go according to their script. Can we relate? Beloved, there is no instant miraculous vaccine for what ails us. There can be no sudden sustainable economic boost to get us back to our true work and calling. And we don't want to hear this. We didn't know we'd be asked to give up this much for Lent, right? We've already had enough of waiting. We're like these crowds here in Jerusalem. We want to see the light at the end of our tunnel. We want an end to all of our troubles. We want to know the date when our exile will be over. But that's not how this story goes. And that's not how this chapter of our continuing story is going to be. It's not about what we want. It's about what we need. It's not about our plans for God. It's about God's plan for us. And God doesn't come down. God doesn't show up in the flesh just to offer us a quick fix and to make it all go away. No, God comes down in Jesus Christ to make all things new, to offer another way, the only way, the only truth, and the only life that endures, that overcomes all that is broken, all that is wrong, all that brings this world to its knees, all the death that is caused by war and violence, poverty and injustice, and yes, diseases like COVID-19. For the crowds in Jerusalem that day, Palm Sunday was a premature victory parade. People gathered in the streets thinking they were celebrating a victory, the length and depths of which they could not possibly fully understand. They wanted Jesus to give them the win, but they weren't willing to wait, to wait for it. They weren't willing to wait on the Lord. Instead, they ended up demanding success on their own terms. 
And as we all know, in the end, those voices united in praise became voices raised in a call for blood. What about us? Are we going to keep following Jesus, hanging on his every word, mirroring each move he makes? Or as the darkness thickens, as the night gets longer, are we going to cut and run for cover too? Will we go off on our own and check back with Jesus later? I'm going to be honest. I've had my fill of bad news. I'm tired. I'm tired of dwelling in this ever-present darkness and prolonged sadness. This has been a hard week for me and for my family. I've had enough of ashes. I, I don't want the grief of Holy Week. I so desperately, desperately want the hope of Easter. In fact, I want it so bad, I'm tempted to try and get there by myself. But deep down, I know that's just not possible. I can only get to resurrection. The stone will only finally one day be rolled away, not by me, but by following Jesus. And let's be honest, we may observe Easter next Sunday, but we are not going to be able to celebrate it until our true resurrection comes. Until we, like Lazarus, are called out of this tomb of our isolation by Jesus until we are called back together with each other by Christ. I want reconciliation. Oh man, I want healing. I long for our redemption. I hunger and I thirst for our salvation. And I know you do too. But my friends, these are graces we cannot merit. We cannot earn. We cannot make happen on our own. And we are realizing that now more than ever. We are helpless on our own. We are helpless, but we are not hopeless. We are not hopeless because even though the people's expectations were wrong that day, even though all that professed love soon became a collective kiss of betrayal and a cry of denial, Jesus came for them anyway. Jesus turned his face toward Jerusalem and even though he knew what was coming, despite their premature victory parade, even though Jesus knew the hardest things would be next. Jesus came anyway. We are helpless, but we are not hopeless because Jesus did, Jesus does the very same thing for us. Despite our impatience, despite our arrogance and presumption, despite our ignorance and foolishness, despite our violence and selfishness, despite the fact that we can't stay awake and remain vigilant for but one, but one hour, Jesus comes for us anyway. Jesus washes our feet. Jesus feeds us at the table. Jesus carries our cross. Jesus bears our sins. Jesus forgives us though we don't know what we're doing. Jesus faces our death and conquers it anyway. Today, we begin a path of victory that comes not through our own cleverness and perseverance. It comes not by our will and might, but only through acknowledging our utter dependence upon God. Today, we start to walk along the only path to our salvation, a road to recovery marked not by paying our creator lip service, in order to profit some momentary, temporary intervention from on high. 
No, the road to recovery that we're on is marked by trusting and abiding in the selfless sacrifice and death-defying love of the God come down for us in Christ. The gospel, the good news, is the forces of evil and pestilence, of violence and terror, those forces of chaos and death that surround us, that continue to stalk this weary world, they will not last. They will not last through the night. For in the span of the eternal and everlasting, these foes, all of them, have been overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the tomb that is empty. Take heart, my friends. Easter is coming. It is not coming according to any human calendar or calculation, but thanks to the unbreakable promise of God, Easter is coming. For in this picture of the King of Kings, who rides into town as the servant of all, is the reflection of the God who doesn't just observe and pity our suffering, but the God who climbs down into it with us in order to lead us out through to the other side, to a life beyond COVID-19, a life beyond scarcity and loss, a life beyond sheltering in place and social distancing, a life beyond sin and death. 